Welcome to the Mimi B Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and this podcast is designed to help you become the best version of yourself possible. This podcast will motivate you and give you the tools that you need to get to where you want to be. Hi, guys. Today I'm here with my new friend, Nina. Hi. I found Nina on Instagram. Her Instagram is your girl Neans, and I just obviously kind of officially, almost officially moved to Vancouver. So I'm trying to find some cool people to meet and do podcasts with. So I messaged Nina. She has such a cool feed. She's super creative, and I just loved her vibe. So I thought I'd bring her on the podcast. You know, you have a lot going on for you, and you're pregnant. I want to pick your brain about everything. Yeah, it's an exciting time for sure. Thanks for reaching out to me. Oh, my God, of course. (laughs) So maybe let's just start with, like, your story and how you grew your following online you know, the struggles that you kind of faced at the beginning, because I know as a creator, it's so hard right at the beginning. It's kind of the hardest part when growing a following online, because it's like, you know, you don't really have anything to fall back onto yet. It's really just a huge risk. So like, how did you navigate that? Like, bring me back to when you kind of first started. And did you always want to kind of be an entrepreneur and do your own thing online? Or was it just like a fuck it move? Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely always felt I think I grew up in San Francisco. So it's a very entrepreneurial spirit in general. It's very like you try and if you fail, then you just try again. Mm -hmm. Like it's fine. And moving to Vancouver was definitely interesting because I feel like that doesn't exist as much here. I feel like people are a little more scared. Mm -hmm. So that was really interesting. And I feel like moving here, if anything, made me more want to start something for myself and work for myself. And I really realized all of that when I went to college. Mm -hmm. So I went to UBC here and I was studying sociology and sexuality and I was like these are really cool topics and I thought I was going to have more of like a traditional career in those fields and I randomly started making YouTube videos right after high school ended and it was just makeup because that's what everyone was doing then and I was like how am I going to I don't know make my mark in this like really oversaturated field and at that time like I, I didn't really figure it out but I was just doing what I thought like YouTubers do you know it was makeup tutorials and that was really fun for me fresh out of high school but I went to college and life happened and I totally forgot about YouTube for a while and then when I was in school and I was really trying to figure out what I want to do with my life I was like hey you know what this is like editing videos was like the one thing that you really loved doing like talking and giving advice and like sharing like parts of your life was really enjoyable for me and so I was like hey let's just get back into that and so I started making videos again but this time I wanted to focus on fashion and so I started making a lot of thrift hauls which Mm. people really loved watching Um, and I didn't really expect that I like it was just a bunch of organic viewers Mm -hmm. that were finding my videos and subscribing and so it started at nothing and it was just me making thrifting videos with my friend because we wanted to and Then I realized, okay, like if you have a YouTube, you should probably also have an Instagram. So I started an Instagram and then it just really slowly kind of gained traction. And from there, that's when I I knew that people had monetized this type of career before. But I mean, you would know, like it's when you start on a journey like this, like, yeah, you have no idea. Like there's no resources. It's not like you can really find a mentor. It's kind of hard. Um, And so... I really started trying to like find other people in Vancouver that were doing this, kind of just pick their brain about it. But for the most part, it was just creating the content that I wanted to create. And then I think the monetization and the career aspect of it 
just comes later. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of just learning as you do. Absolutely. Especially as, you know, someone that's doing this in a time where you're a pioneer in this industry, right? Like we were just Mm -hmm. chatting uh, before about how like, you know, the influencer space is so like just it's like the wild, wild west. Like that's what I like to say. It's like you there are so many different people that achieve a following online in many different ways Mm -hmm. you know and yes there is like a core structure I think on how to get there um but you know it's so interesting to hear so many people's different stories you know because everyone gets there in kind of a different a different route um so it's so interesting to hear that you know you started the thrifting videos what do you now focus on with all your content is it more just like vlogs or like day in the life or do you kind of stick to one certain theme um I definitely do honestly, whatever I feel like. And at the beginning, it was a lot of fashion content. And I always love doing vlogs, but vlogs, I think, kind of take the most out of me because, like, that's when you're trying to show, like, your most authentic, like, vulnerable self. And that can be harder than sitting down and doing, like, a makeup routine or just showing, like, fashion tips. Mm -hmm. And so it really depends on how I'm feeling mentally, like, what I'm up for, and that's what I'll create. And I, it's not the best business structure. Yeah, um, yeah, because, like, because people want to see, like, thrift content. They want to see fashion content. I know that that's what my audience really wants. And even though I know that I should create content that they want to see because your audience is very important and you should listen to them, at the same time, there are times when I really just don't want to do that. And so I think, I don't know if this is selfish, but I definitely choose myself over my audience sometimes yeah. where it's like I, I I know that that's what you want but this is just all I can give you right now like all I can give you is a vlog and I think or that's yeah. fine because it's up to you mm-hmm. you know like that's the beautiful thing about being an entrepreneur and you know creating content online and having this as your job it's like it's kind of up to you content wise what you want to create yes you know you might go a certain direction and gain more followers or something but if it's not authentic then what's the point yeah and I think authenticity is like the biggest most powerful thing in this industry right it's Mm -hmm. consistency and authenticity and like just pivoting when you feel like you need to improve content or you know there's so many aspects to it um and that's another big part why I'm like so excited for this influencer academy thing I was telling you about I haven't really spoken about it too much yet Mm -hmm. on my podcast I don't even know when I'm gonna release this podcast but Um, yeah, like the Influencer Academy is this program that I've been working on for the past year with two business partners and it's the first ever like certified roadmap. It's like a course online Mm -hmm. to teach people how to grow a following online and be digital entrepreneurs. Because think about it this way, like being an influencer, it's not this like, it is a new career path, but the kind of backbone of it isn't. Yeah, You know, it's kind of a mix of like marketing, advertising, Mm -hmm. uh, branding, like graphic design, creative, like creative writing. It's kind of a mix of all these already existing you know career paths and and things you can already study in university so it's really just you know piecing that all together in a different way right so Mm -hmm. yeah that's why I'm just so like interested because right now my brain is all like influencer 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 I've been working on this thing for for so long hey guys future Mimi talking here if you follow me on Instagram you know that the influencer academy has actually just launched 
If you are serious about wanting to grow a business online and wanting to expand your horizon and grow a big following on any type of social media platform, the Influencer Academy is for you. Trust me, I have seen it develop. It is full of like, I, I literally wish I had this when I first started. It is full of so much knowledge. There are over 90 videos from different influencers giving you their like trade secrets and it is created by PhDs. So it's super professional and really up to par with amazing university courses. There is nothing else like this out there. So I would really highly suggest you guys go check it out at theinfluenceracademy.com. Yes, I'm a partner in the company. I've helped develop it, but it's so much bigger than me. It is just incredible. And I honestly wish I had this when I first started. I have gone through all the content it is gold because as I just said before, the influencer space is literally like the wild, wild west right now. And, you know, it's growing at such a crazy high rate, whether you want to just be, you know, an influencer that has a lot of followers to make money through brand collabs and get free travel and gifting. Or if you have your own side business, like if you're in nutrition or if you're an interior designer or you have some sort of other business that you want to help promote, Gaining a huge following online is super freaking incredible for that because it's free advertising. Whatever you do and wherever you are in life, gaining a following online will help you. It is just literally connection with humans, creating a different source of income for yourself, having a backup plan. Obviously, we're in the coronavirus weird times right now, and a lot of people have lost their jobs, and I hate to say it, but I'm feeling super grateful right now because I have my following, my online business surrounding that, and I've actually been making more money than ever. So, you know, I'm just going to put that out there. It's totally stability, right? And there are so many different ways to do it. And the people that created the Influencer Academy's curriculum literally studied these top influencers for so long to see exactly what they did. They interviewed people. They actually had all these different influencers create special content for the program. Like I said, over 90 videos from top earning influencers. And yeah, they put it all into one place. So it's actually just like a perfect step-by-step -step roadmap to your success. Whatever you do, it is super important to gain a following online. It is so great for your security and your free advertising for anything you want to do in life. There's so much longevity there. And yeah, you know, I'm super excited to be involved in this project because it's going to change lives. And we just launched and we have this crazy deal going on right now that I'm going to tell you about, but it's only on for a very limited time. The Influencer Academy is offering a social distancing learning scholarship for every single person that enrolls during the coronavirus craziness. We wanna support people staying at home and really reward people for taking that big move to help society get rid of this crazy virus. Now more than ever, people are at home bored, not knowing what to do, wanting to improve themselves, but not having a clear path or a step-by-step -step program to complete online. So the Influencer Academy is offering this crazy insane deal and it is not gonna be going on for too much longer. So if you wanna grow a following online, go to theinfluenceracademy.com and just use the code TIA, T-I-A, CARES1. So that's T-I-A-C-A-R-E-S-1, TIA CARES1. And you'll get an additional thousand 
$50 off of the program. We also have a starter program if you're really new and just want to get into branding, and that one is $100 off, but the big course is 75% off from the original price with that code, and this is never going to happen ever again. And also this course, it gets updated quarterly by our market researchers, so you'll be sure to always have the cutting edge content and resources on there because I know this industry changes pretty quickly. You know, TikTok just came up and everything's ever evolving in this industry. So if you enroll now, you actually have lifetime access to this continuously updated content. And yeah, the community aspect of it is incredible as well. You have a whole forum and you can connect with other influencers and actually collaborate with other students that are influencers. A lot of people that are taking the program are actually micro influencers, so you can connect and collaborate with them as well. And we're gonna have some really crazy, amazing influencers go live in the program um, community page as well. So all to say, now is the time, if you wanna save thousands of dollars and get this incredible university grade course, for an insane price, go to theinfluenceracademy.com and use the code TIACARES1 at checkout to get 75% off the original price. This is insane, craziness, craziness, craziness. If you have any questions, email hello at theinfluenceracademy.com and one of my colleagues will get back to you. I am super blessed to be involved in this project. I know it's going to help so many people and I just, I'm super excited for everybody. And now back to the episode with Nina. Um, but what's your goal? Like, where do you want to go next? Because obviously you're pregnant. Yes. Are you going to be a blogging <laughs> blogger? Because I, I remember you told me about how you don't want to, um, you know, you're kind of not into posting as much being mm-hmm. pregnant. And I feel like I'm going to be the same way maybe. I don't yeah. know yet. But what's how is that, like, navigating that? It's, it's not what I expected at all. Like, mm-hmm. when I decided that, like, we were going to keep the baby and, like, this was going to be, like, our life now. I was like, this is going to be so great to create all of this content about pregnancy. And, like, every single time there's a new change in my life, I like to be really, like, vulnerable and authentic with my audience and try to share my story as best as I can, like, Mm -hmm. as it's happening. And for some reason, pregnancy just hasn't worked out the way that, I guess, my past big life experiences have and that I I just want to be more private which is very very interesting like I didn't expect that at all Mm -hmm. and I feel like there's just some parts of my life now where I feel like I do want to share that with the world and there are other parts that are sacred to me and that yeah I don't know pregnancy is just one of those things and I really really didn't expect it and so now it's I'm realizing that I like to create a certain type of content And I like to do like fashion content and beauty content and lifestyle and talk a bit about pregnancy and what I'm going through. But there's also like that part of my life that I want to keep just to myself. And I think that the older that I get, like the more that part of my life is developing. Because when I was younger, I was so down to share everything with everyone Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And now I'm kind of realizing that there are certain things that are nice to just be yours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. Absolutely. There are certain things in my life that I don't share too much on, like mm-hmm. my relationship. Like, yes, I talk about it on the podcast a lot. But, you know, when I'm with Ben, I don't even check my phone often. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just like yeah. together and I'm not storying that much with him like once in a while. But compared to how much I'm on my phone and on Instagram and stuff when I'm alone, you know, it's kind of that place where 
I don't need to do that. I don't feel like I want to. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think a lot of people, a lot of different people have their thing they want to keep private and yeah. that's fine. You know, yeah. it's a, it's definitely like learning the boundaries and like having a better like work life balance, which I think everyone struggles with, but especially as an influencer where for me, like I've built my brand on like just everything about my life it has been a bit of a challenge to be like okay like what do you want to share and what do you not want to share Mm -hmm. because I think that's really important because when your life is your work and your work is your life like it gets really blurry and it can get really really frustrating sometimes when you're trying to differentiate or like take a break Mm -hmm. but it's really hard so absolutely so what are some surprising things about pregnancy that you didn't kind of initially think were going to happen like what's it actually like how did you first talk me through the story how you first like kind of discovered you were pregnant what happened (laughs) it was yeah it was quite quite a journey so we were in New York for my 24th birthday and we were just there for like three or four days. And before that, like I knew my period was late, but it had been irregular in the past. Like usually it'll be like up to six weeks until like I get my period. And so I've, I've had those type of scares in the past. So I was like, okay, you're fine. It's just week six. Like you're going to be okay. It's going to come soon. Don't worry. And so, like, the one time that I just didn't freak out was the one time I was actually pregnant. And so I was feeling a little bit nauseous before that, but I was taking, like, different, like, vitamins and supplements and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, it's probably just that. I'll stop taking those. So we went to New York, and because we were just in, like, the blur of the moment, then I I didn't – I wasn't as in tune with my body as I was before. So – I was probably feeling kind of nauseous, but I probably just didn't notice. And it wasn't until the day we were flying back to New York that I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't, like I can't sit, I can't lay down, I can't stand without wanting to throw up. And it was, it was just constant, like the whole day. Oh my God. Like they say morning sickness, but it's perpetual sickness. Oh like, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, something is definitely wrong, but we were flying that day and like we were just moving so much that I didn't have time to take a test before we came back. So did you know? Yeah. I think that like, I, I knew, like I had an idea cause yeah. I was like, my period's late and I'm really nauseous and this is not normal. And so I was like, there's just, I like, it has to be like it doesn't make sense like nothing makes sense and so we came back home to Vancouver and then we took a test and you know how like when you pee on the stick like you have to wait you have to wait like yeah like three minutes yeah like two three minutes so like I peed on it and I was telling Dayon to set a timer for like two or three minutes but the moment that my pee touched the stick it instantly became a cross (laughs) and so like that had never happened before so I was like okay you don't have to do it yeah (laughs) I was like cancel the timer it's fine I'm pregnant and then what so did you instantly think you were gonna keep it like if that's not too personal no kind of it was yeah it was a process how long have you guys been dating so we were dating for we'd celebrate our two-year anniversary like um, the month before okay so two years and no, I definitely like we had talked about it before, mm-hmm. and every time that we had talked about it, I kind of would go back and forth. I'd be like, no, like I definitely wouldn't want to keep it, or like I definitely would want to keep it right now. Like I, I really didn't know, yeah. and you don't know until you're in that yeah. like space. And so when we found out, I was very like it was just so much emotion that I, I almost kind of went numb. Like I didn't yeah, know what you to think. Out yeah, yeah, I was like. I was in Did shock. Did you tell anyone? Did you tell, like, family or... So, Dayon knew instantly because he was there in the bathroom with me, but 
I told my mom the next day. So basically I went to sleep that night crying because I was just no so – I had no idea. Like I was just like, oh, I don't know what to do. And it was late. So <laughs> I was like, let's just go to sleep. So the next morning I was still very confused. And so I called my mom and like we – we have, like, a close relationship, but growing up, like, we definitely didn't, like, talk about sex or things like that. She was always just like, don't get pregnant when you're in high school and, like, drop out of school. Like, it was that. So I I didn't really know how she was going to react to anything, um, but, like, we have a close relationship now. So I was like, whatever, I want to talk to my mom and, like, I want her to know and guide me in some way, like, just have some kind of support. And so... I FaceTimed her and I told her and she was like, oh my gosh, she was like, how did you guys let this happen? <laughs> but she was very, very supportive and I was just like, I don't say, know what to like, do. like, I want you to keep it or like, no, she, she, she was like, it's up to you. Yeah, she was like, it's up to you. She was like, I was like, tell me what to do. Like, I don't know yeah. what to do. I was like, can you like fly up here? Can I come down to San Francisco and just hide for like a week and figure it out? Like, and she was like, you need to decide what to do. Like, it, this is your guys' decision. This is your life. And no matter what you choose, like, we will support you. And so it was way more supportive and way more, like, new age than I was expecting from her. And so, yeah, she was she was really, really supportive. And she was just like, whatever you decide, just, like, call us and let us know. But, yeah, she, like, gave me space to figure it out. And even though I kind of wanted her to have an opinion, even yeah. though it, it's hard because it's, like, people – like, other people shouldn't have an opinion yeah. about it because it's your life. And – the other thing is that Dan really wanted to keep it. Mm-hmm. And, like, the moment that we found out, he was so happy and he was so excited. What's and the age so, difference? Uh, Dayon is 27 and uh-huh. I just turned 24. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, I, I knew how he felt about it. And I always knew how he felt about it. And so it, he was very much like, this is what I want. And you know that. But at the end of the day, like, this is your decision to make. And no matter what you choose, that is my fate and I will love you and like I will support you yeah (laughs) and so he was really supportive which was really great but like it it doesn't make the decision any easier because it really truly is just up to you and how long did it take you to decide three weeks (laughs) it was a long time so so like I have no idea because I've never gotten pregnant Mm -hmm. how long is that window of time that you can get an abortion so um, it, there's two different types of abortions. There's the one where you really take the pill, mm-hmm. and then there's the surgical one, and that's the one where they kind of just vacuum it out. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and so, actually, like, that's what I was always like, yeah, if I had to get an abortion, I would definitely probably prefer the pill, but then when it came down to actually researching it... It's so bad for you. It's like, yeah, it's like... The thing is that with taking the pill, you kind of take it, and then you go home, and you're passing it yourself. Ooh. And sometimes it doesn't especially like if you're later in your mm-hmm. pregnancy, then it doesn't work sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a very small percentage, but it might not work. And so then in which case you would have to go and get the mm-hmm. back, like get it back yeah. and go anyways. I have Wanga right now. Yeah. That's what my, fam- my sister and my mom call it Wanga, that feeling deep in oh, your really? belly. Oh, really? Like the, oh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, no, it is, yeah. it's a lot. It's like, it's not an easy decision to make at all. Yeah. And it's great that it's like available to people mm-hmm. for sure, but it, it's really not an easy decision to make. And so, um, yeah, when I was actually deciding between the two, I thought that I would want to take like the pill. But then after researching, I realized that I probably would want to just have it over and done with. And like, they can know for sure, yeah. like it's out, you're good. You can go home and it's over. And so basically I, I made an appointment to 
get an abortion. I think like maybe you made the appointment. Yeah. So I made an appointment. I think I made it like a week after I'd found out for, for a week. I was just kind of floating in like this limbo of like, I don't really know. And I didn't really talk to anybody like so every now and then. at this point? Your boyfriend and your mom? My Yeah. And my mom had told my dad, which was uh-huh. fine. Um, and his parents, yeah, Dan's parents and what Dan's parents think? also, re- they yeah. really wanted it. They wanted the baby. <laughs> yeah. And so kind of knowing like how everyone felt about everything, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go into hiding and yeah. decide this for myself. So even with Dan, like I didn't really talk to him because it wasn't fair for me to be like, okay, like today I feel like I want to keep it more. And today I don't feel mm-hmm. like it. And then just constantly go back and forth and take someone else on this emotional roller coaster with me. So like I would, I told like some of my friends and things like that. And a lot of my friends were incredibly supportive, just like whatever you decide, like it's going to be life changing no matter what. So um, like, this is your decision to make, which was really great. And I feel like that's what friends and families should do is to just hold space for you to la- like make yeah. that decision for yourself. And so, yeah, I basically just kept quiet for like the whole three weeks. But after one week of finding out, I made an appointment. And for me, I thought of that as my deadline to decide because I never would have made a decision if it was just left up to me, you know, like, and I think that I forget exactly how many weeks I think, okay, actually, maybe I won't even say because I don't want people to be like, oh, well, Nina said that it's like yeah. 14 weeks, but it's, it's something around there. It's like, you a can, yeah, you can, you can get it like pretty late, but the later that you get an abortion, the more dangerous that it probably is going to be. Yeah. Um, and so basically I made an appointment and I was like, I am going to decide by this date. So either you cancel your appointment or you go to it. And I really just kept flip-flopping back and forth until that day came that day came and you woke up and you're like yeah so it was it was actually the day before the day before I woke up and the thing is like during that period of time during those three weeks and after I'd made the appointment for the abortion I had so much anxiety like deep in my stomach like the kind of anxiety that like hurts and won't go away and like that's really rare like I don't usually get that and that was after I had made the appointment and I think that was when I was kind of entertaining the idea and living in the reality of okay you're getting an abortion this is what your life is going to be like and I think that was just my gut and my body kind of knowing before I mentally knew that that's not what I wanted and so like every person's decision is very different and I think for me like that was just my gut telling me what I didn't know (laughs) and so I woke up with all this anxiety and then the day before my appointment, I woke up and I decided that I wanted to keep it and the anxiety went away. It was just like an instant, yeah. an instant, I know now. Yeah. It was just like the veil had been lifted and yeah. you just knew. Yeah, it was definitely, it was, I mean, it's still, it was a scary decision to make and I was like, okay, like, are you sure? But, but that was the time when I told Dayon, that's when I told him that like, where I want to keep it. And, then what was and his he was reaction? so happy. He was so, 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 so happy. And that's when I knew, like, I was like, if you're telling him, like, you, you, can't, yeah, go you back. can't go back. Yeah. So I like had really made up my mind at that point. And so we got really lucky because I had, um, when you find out that you're pregnant, like you should go to the doctor and like just talk to them and they'll usually tell you your options and things like that. But, um, they gave me a requisition to get an ultrasound. So if you decide to keep it, then yeah. you would want to get an ultrasound as soon as possible. Yeah. And 
they also gave me a requisition for like blood work. And so I had it already. So I was like, hey, like if I'm going to keep this, like I want to make sure that it's like still alive. Yeah. Because like it's very possible that I am pregnant or but like something had happened. Yeah. And so that day before my appointment, we called around to a couple different ultrasound places and there was one place that had a cancellation that managed to take us. So we went in and saw it and it looked like a little gummy bear. And that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's everything. I canceled my appointment for the abortion. For the abortion. Yeah. yeah. And wow. here Dan, we are. What was your, what was your reaction when she said that she was going to keep it? Oh, hi, I'm here. Um, <laughs> Dayon just sliding in. I was just in the, yeah. Um, I was very excited. Yeah, I was Did like you think super, she was going to or no? Um, I didn't want to, like, get my hopes too high. Yeah. So, like, I was just, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, whatever decision she makes, like, I support 100%. So, um, yeah, I mean, I was ecstatic when I found out she wanted to keep it. But yeah. regardless of her decision, like, I would be there for her and oh, we'd get through it and... Boys yeah. at home learn. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was super excited. He handled excited. it very well. Um, I think I cried a bit. You know, men do cry. Yeah, they do. <laughs> a they bit. Do. You cried a lot. A bit. I cried a lot. Yeah, I did. Um, but yeah, I was super happy. So yeah, that was that was yeah. about it. <laughs> then we told our families and yeah. told all our friends. When we told and- my mom, she like. Because we, we told my mom through, like, the whole process, too, like, that, like, she may not be keeping it as yeah. well, so, um, but, like, we didn't want to hear too much of her opinions, because, like, she's very, like, you know, like, you want this baby, like, yeah. basically, like, influencing her decisions, so we didn't really tell her anything throughout, like, the thought process, we kind of let her know, like, we're most likely going to go with an abortion, and then when we did tell her that we're keeping it, she, like, gave Nina a million kisses, oh, she it was, was like, so she was crying, she was, it was, like, crying. so wet on my face. I mean this. I mean this woman. She got. She has like drawers full of baby clothes. When, oh my god! Yeah, she's, she's, she's ready. Been waiting. I have an older yeah. brother, so she's been waiting. Yeah. That's so yeah. cute. Oh yeah. yay! I yeah, love that. Super, super exciting times, and yeah, even right now, like we're just yeah, super, super excited for all yeah. of it. Yeah. Okay, so what, when's the baby due? It is due at the end of April, April 29th. Oh my so, god, that's like really soon. Really soon, yeah. We like have surpassed the halfway mark. Oh now. my god. Yeah. It's so when crazy. did the nausea go down? Like, talk us through the symptoms. Yeah. I guess this is becoming a pregnancy <laughs> yeah. podcast. I don't know why I'm so interested in it pregnancy. Is, like, the thing is, like, there's so much inf- misinformation out yeah. there, and I didn't even realize, like, being somebody that's very like you know like pro-choice and all these things. Like, I I re- didn't realize that I knew so little about pregnancy, and it makes some sense because every person's pregnancy is so different so some women don't get nauseous at all like they just it's the most beautiful experience mm-hmm. they experience nothing but rainbows and butterflies yeah, they don't gain weight except yeah. right around their stomach where the bed yeah goes. it's like crazy I'm not, I'm not gonna be that one yeah. I'm gonna be like cankles like. yeah I was hoping that I would be one of those people yeah. but yeah no no um so the not so for me the nausea was really bad yeah um I literally couldn't, like, look at my phone, be on my computer, so I couldn't really work. Oh, that's the worst. And yeah. I, like, I could barely watch TV, which really sucked. I know that type of nausea. Yeah. It's like you can't look at anything. Yeah, it's the worst. And so I was so nauseous, but then I was also so incredibly hungry. So hungry. Like, that extreme hunger that happens, like, when you really yeah. haven't eaten and your body's, like, eat something now. Like, that would happen so every two to three hours oh my god like so, just raving hunger. yeah just so hungry like the moment Eating that i woke makes up, you feel better when you're nauseous though right yeah so it's like it, it like it's supposed to but then there are a lot of things that i wouldn't want to eat like everything just grossed me out mm-hmm. like and i eat everything normally mm-hmm. like 
I love things like with spice and aroma and like it just like everything. And so during that period of time, all I could eat was like fully cooked eggs, which I don't like anyways, fully cooked eggs and like basic, basic sandwiches and like chicken noodle soup. That is all I ate for like a month. And it was really strange for me because like I'm used to eating so many different types of things. And so I I also just couldn't tolerate it. Like I couldn't tolerate like, the smell of chicken, the smell of cooking. So I was eating out every day because yeah. I, like, between me and Dan, I cook. And yeah. I couldn't stand the smell of, yeah, food being cooked. So it was a really, really interesting time. But that's the amazing thing about having, like, a job where you work for yourself. I kind of just took that whole month of September to have space for myself to make the decision and also ju- to just deal with my body going through this major change. And so... I thought that it would never end. Like, the nausea was really bad. And I don't think that it really ended until about week, like, 13, 14 of my pregnancy. So when I found out I was set, I was seven weeks. Mm-hmm. So that was maybe, like, six six weeks later. And That's it just when stopped one day? It's It wasn't really one day. It just progressively Faded got, out. yeah, like, yeah. less bad. Okay. <laughs> and so eventually I got to a point where I could eat, like, normal foods again. Like, I would be craving, like, spicy foods. And that's yeah. all I wanted was just yeah. spicy food. So, um, yeah, eventually, like, my cravings came back for, like, regular food. And I could, like, look at my phone again. And I could be in a car without wanting mm. to, like, puke constantly. Uh-huh. Like, it was so bad. I was sitting in a car – or I was sitting in our car. And, like, every single movement – that happened like I could feel and I could just feel myself trying to hold down throwing up did you throw up a lot um I actually didn't throw up that much which was great I threw up maybe like four or five times but it was just the feeling of wanting to throw up like where it's like in your like in your chest and it's like I'm thinking back to like hungover morning yeah it's basically yeah (laughs) yeah it's basically that constantly and what was the most interesting is that I would get so nauseous every single time I brush my teeth like like I couldn't brush like it's not even just like oh you're like brushing your tongue so like whatever but like it was just brushing my teeth would make me want to puke and then sometimes in the morning I would like throw up but it's this is very gross but like because there's nothing in your stomach it's just bile yeah and so it's like yellow and it's bitter and it's gross and that happened a couple times because I just I couldn't I had to brush my teeth but I was like this is just so hard to like hold it down (laughs) yeah oh my god so what's like the second trimester like yeah the second trimester is like they usually consider that like the baby moon it's like so great because your body kind of goes back to normal like so for me right now at 25 weeks I am at the second trimester about to go into the third trimester I can't remember exactly where the third trimester starts but I basically have gone, like, back to normal. Like, I don't feel as tired. Oh, that's another thing. You get really tired. So I was sleeping at, like, I went to sleep at 6 p.m. once and then, like, woke up at, like, a normal hour. Oh, my God. So I slept a lot. Like, your body is just so exhausted. Well, yeah, it's growing a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I still get, like, sleepy earlier now. Um, I can't stay up as late, but mm-hmm. that's okay. And as far as, like the pains and things of the second trimester it's mostly just like back pain because it's getting bigger obviously and for me like I'm quite a weak person like I don't work out that much and so I feel like if you are a pretty fit person to begin with then it's really good and you should just like keep like they encourage you to keep working out obviously don't like push yourself super hard but it's like great Mm -hmm. for you to keep working out because it like lowers the risk of a lot of complications which is really great but then also like your body can support this like huge mass 
in the middle. So yeah, for me, it's mostly like back pain. Yeah. That's the worst right now. And like, it's hard for me to like get up out of bed. I have to like scoot and I feel like a roly poly, but other than that, it's like, it's it's not that bad right now. How big now. is your belly now? It is. It's pretty big. It's oh like yeah. She's wearing a sweater, guys. Yeah, I'm wearing nice. sweats like all the time. But it looks so cute. Yeah, it's like pretty crazy. And then I have like that line now that oh, happens. Yeah, that line down the middle. So when does that yeah. kind of develop? So that happened. Let's see. So I'm 25 weeks now, and that happened maybe like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of like it just showed. appears. Yeah, yeah, it just appears out of nowhere. And That's I was so like, oh my cool. gosh. Oh, we feel the kicks now too. <gasps> yeah. You feel the kicks? Yeah. yeah, we feel the kicks. When did that start? That started in December. So around the same, like 20 weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like What's 20, it 20 like weeks. having something kick inside of you? So <laughs> like at first it feels really weird yeah. because like, to be fair, it's like you know, your stomach might grumble every now and then, and your your body but might. It's like something of its own mind. Yeah, it's like you, you cannot control it at all whatsoever, and it's just like it. Honestly, at first, felt like there was an alien inside of yeah, me, that's and it, it is very strange because I know everyone's like it's such a beautiful thing, and it is, but like it felt really, really weird. Did, at did first. you feel when did you feel like your maternal instincts have started to kick in, like or that hasn't happened yet? It has a little bit, mainly just because. Like, up until now, everything that I do is selfish. Yeah. I do it for myself. She's been mothering and, me since we left, yeah. since we met. <laughs> Amen. But it's, like, now, like, so I said, like, I don't work out a ton. Yeah. And I used, like, I'm used to just eating whatever I want all the time. And now that I'm pregnant, I know that you should work out because it's good for you and it's good for the baby and it's good for, like, a, like, a successful non-complicated delivery and as far as eating it's you really want to be on like a good diet so eating mostly proteins vegetables and fruit and that's not how I eat normally and in the past I've tried to do kind of like this healthy lifestyle for myself and it never really sticks Mm -hmm. but for the first time ever in my life I'm actually able to like have some consistency in because it's for something bigger. Yeah, than it's like it's it's not about me anymore. And yeah. that I feel like was the biggest kind of mental shift for me and it only is going to get stronger, I guess, like that maternal instinct and kind of like doing things for yeah. someone else that's not you and really truly like like loving something unconditionally is going to be such an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. I feel like both for me and Dayon. Yeah. Like I'm just really excited to see how it changes us as people because it will. Be the biggest learning curve yeah. in the entire world, right? Yeah. Like it's crazy. Yeah. It's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. It's so is super it a girl exciting. or a boy? It is a boy. Oh, yeah. Huge. Do you guys have a name out. yet? Yes, we do. Is so, it a secret? <laughs> no. Well, no. I guess we can share it. So it actually is the first name that we ever thought of. Oh, yeah, I think you told me, actually. Yeah, I think I did, yeah. So it was basically, like, the day that I had decided that I wanted to keep the baby, I was driving around by myself, and I was listening to King of Everything by Dominic Fike, and I was, like, there's another artist called Dom Kennedy that is Dan's favorite of all time, and so I was like, oh, Dom, like, that's nice. And then also when we found out that we were pregnant – it was seven weeks, and he's the size of a blueberry, so mm. I called him my blueberry baby. Mm. and I called him Blue Baby. Yeah, so baby. basically, I was like, Dom Blue would be a really cute name, and then that is 
that's that's the first yeah that's the first name we came up with and we tried to come up with a million more and we didn't like anything else it just stuck. and so yeah it's that it's so cute yeah so 99 percent sure that's what we're we thought of like a million girl names because girl names are so cute girl Mm -hmm. names are way cuter so much easier for us to come up with boy names were were tough but maybe next time they'll have a boy yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're already thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. So have you kept up with your work since being pregnant? Because obviously, you know, you're an online creator. That's your, mm-hmm. your job. Like, how, how have you kind of been navigating that? Are you still kind of posting consistently or you're just taking a break? I, I want to say that it's less consistent. But to be fair, I was pretty bad at posting consistently, at least on yeah. YouTube anyways. Um, but I think before I would be a lot more hard on myself because – kind of didn't really have an excuse <laughs> to not be consistent with your work but now I'm trying to let go and just enjoy life for what it is right now and I know that this period of time I'm gonna really hate myself if I look back and all I did was just try to work 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 and that's no, all I sure. prioritized and um yeah like part of kind of me wanting to be private and have this space for myself I also am allowing myself to be less stressed about work because I think like there's just this culture of like you should always be doing more you know and so I am still working I'm still like creating content but I definitely don't think it's as much and something like this would bother me in the past but I'm like learning to let it go Mm -hmm. and just like you at the end of the day the way I see it is that you need to create when you feel like creating because if you keep pushing yourself that's when you burn out and so right now I'm not as inspired to create because I am living life and so I think that in the future when I do feel more motivated then that's the best time to pick up doing yeah. work again yeah. yeah instead of just pushing through it mm-hmm. because I I know myself and I know that I'll burn out and I know that I'll just resent myself for yeah trying to not enjoy this period of time for yeah. like what it is you yeah. don't be stressed out when you when you're pregnant yeah oh it's actually the worst to be stressed like it's really really Stress really not good your body in such a hundred percent yeah it's like there's so many complications that can happen mm-hmm. if you are stressed yeah. and so um like that's why most women go on leave like usually around like their third trimester yeah. but for me, um, and for anybody out there that's like self-employed, mm-hmm. then you don't really have the option of maternity leave. And Canada does actually have this thing where if you pay into it's it's not taxes, but it's like if you pay into this program mm-hmm. for up to a year prior to getting pregnant, then you actually could go on leave and the government will pay you like something similar to your salary beforehand so that is a great option but the thing is not a whole lot of women do that because you don't a lot of women don't know when they're gonna get pregnant and so unless you're like planning like okay when I'm 30 I want to get pregnant and then at age 29 that you'll start paying these premiums then that's great but a lot of people don't know that so then when you find out I looked I looked into it and I found out after I became pregnant and regardless you would have to pay the premiums for a year before you get the benefits so yeah. by then the baby would already be like two two months old and so it's like how long would I even like be able to have the benefits of maternity leave at that point yeah. so yeah now you know any yeah. Canadians out there any if you're Canadians. self-employed look into it if well, that's something you're thinking about. <laughs> I love learning about this. This is actually the first time in the past 170 episodes I've recorded. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time we've spoken about pregnancy so in-depth. Yeah. You know, my audience is, it ranges from 18-year-old to 35-year-old woman mm-hmm. for the most part. So this is, you know, a perfect 
kind of time in a lot of people's lives to talk about this. And yeah. I'm just so interested because it's something I don't really know that much about. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that I actually follow recently have gotten pregnant or are moms. And I don't yeah. know why I'm just, like, naturally interested. I don't think I want kids for another, like, eight years. Like, yeah. I for right now in my life because I travel around so much like I don't have anything stable so like and also you know I think I I just can't predict anything right but I'm just so interested and I think everyone else will be as well so where can everyone find you and watch your watch your journey and hang out with you so on Instagram you can follow me at your girl means and on YouTube it's means just n-e-e-n-s oh that's you got that yeah that's awesome yeah (laughs) that's so lucky yeah Awesome. Okay, guys, go check her out. Thank you so much again for coming on. Thanks. Bye. 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 <laughs>